Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's a sportive. It's episode 25. You notice how I tried to do something a little different there? It didn't work. I'm, I'm not real happy about that. Um, we, we've got a, a lot to talk about. Everybody's on the line. Anybody who wants to, say hi. Stu, you're in Stearns County. Or not. Or and not County. welcome! I like it. I like it better. Yeah. Brandon, yeah, good. apparently it's 101 like degrees in Dallas, so Brandon is doing the podcast with his shirt off right now. Got it. Shout out it to Pipes. <laughs> Shout it out. is so fucking temperate in Minnesota right now. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like September. Oh, it's beautiful. All right, and uh, down south is Clarence. What's up, fuckers? I think one thing we need to do before we get started is take a vote on whether Panama by Van Halen should be our all-time intro music or not. I vote yes. Because I also vote get, yes. Are we going to get sued if we use it? Uh, are we going to get sued by anybody? By who? Yeah, that's, that's my concern. Nobody All listens to this podcast. Company. Well, I know, but I mean, I, I'm fine with Panama. I mean, I'm you know, I'm that's my wheelhouse as far as you know the '80s and stuff. So, if we ever get warned by the record company, I would consider that something that should go in my obituary. Yeah, I think that's got to be true. I would be so proud of all of us. All right, but yeah, I think. The people seem to like the Panama. I mean, who doesn't? It's, it's, it's DLR, for one thing. It's not that fucker Hagar. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think I'm, yeah, it's good. I think it's a 4-0 vote, actually. So. Van Halen, not did, Van Hagar. Correct. And not Van Sharon, for Christ's sake. Jesus. Oh, oh, Lord. Oh, my God. That never happened. So, yeah, we can, like, we can intro with the, you know, the Halen, and then, like, you know, outro with some of the weird alternative crap I threw in that yep. playlist. There we go. On. The funny yeah. part is, everybody who's listening will already have known this, because they'll already have heard Van Halen play. They'll already have known how this discussion comes out, but well, that's all right. They want, they want, the future. I, mean, I think a, a lot of people want to hear how the sausage is made. Yeah, that's and true. They want to see the sporting behind-the-scenes discussions. Yeah. The, the yeah, cocaine also, snorting that goes on before the podcast starts. Yeah. <laughs> what? I told you. Uh, I like that you wait until the front slide, too. 
Just wait until yep. that part's done. Then I, kick it in. I never, I never considered not waiting for that. Awesome. Makes me happy. So, I, I think this will probably last for about five episodes till I get sick of it, but... Okie doke. We're we're doing good. I also I also want to mention up top we got a we got another sponsorship this afternoon from Josh Fiedler. He's at CD12 Josh on Twitter. So I want all the listeners out there to follow him. It costs you nothing. It's literally the least you can do. And what he wanted us to talk about, he said he said we had said on last week's podcast that we talk about anything for money. And what he wanted us to talk about was Waylon Jennings and potato guns. So in preparation for this, I like both are those two separate topics, awesome. or did Waylon Jennings have some sort of mishap with a potato gun that we need to talk about an incident? He he That's did my as far as I know, but <laughs> he killed the only gun girlfriend. he didn't have a mishap with. <laughs> so in preparation for this, I got Clarence to come up with his top three Waylon Jennings songs. No, Ooh, you, I can I can add to this one uh, too. So this is awesome. Yeah, right. you asked me to. It doesn't mean. I mean, it doesn't mean I did. Right. No, I oh. did. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's not like I prepped for it, though. I said I'd think about it. So yeah, that's all I wanted. This. Um, top three Waylon Jennings songs. Well, I, I don't know that I could. I could go one, two, three. Like here are my three favorite. Three, two. You know, one, two, three. Um, I could break them up into more groups. Um, Rambler. You know, he. As everybody knows, he was the bass player for, for Buddy Holly, uh, and, and Ramblin' Man kind of has that driving bass line that kind of became, came to be known for as Waylon's sound. Um, so that would have to be in the top three. Um, can we get... Kind of an un- oh, go ahead. Can we get Stu to sing maybe a little bit of Ramblin' Man for us? Yeah, there you go. You don't, you, no, you don't want that. I only do the slow, sad ones. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, okay. Um... The kind of an underrated Waylon song would be um, Broken Promised Land, uh, one of my favorites. It's a Bill Rice song. He's kind of an underrated uh, singer, or excuse me, songwriter in Nashville. He wrote uh, Lonely Too Long by Patti Loveless, and he wrote uh, I'll Think of Something, one of Hank Jr.'s songs. Love that song, underrated. It's the mid-'80s song, kind of later Waylon. Um, so you're just basically reading off of Wikipedia at this point? No, I'm, I'm going off the top of my head. I'm a giant Waylon Rube. Waylon actually was um, big in our household growing up. Uh, Waylon's my mother's favorite uh, singer. It's kind of got a special place in my heart. Um, Waylon's kind of, yeah, uh, kind of the quintessential Waylon would be, are you sure Hank done it this Hank way? Hank done it this way. Thank you. Yeah. That's- um, that's probably I'm going to demand that one be in there. Yeah, um, he's kind of saying it's kind of quintessential Waylon because what I, I, I suppose it was like an early '70s song. Um, Seventy, probably '75, '76. Yeah. So maybe mid '70s. Okay. Um, yeah. He Don't even now up. you can't really. T- no, I'm not going to. It, even now you 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 have a hard time as a singer, a, a country singer, telling Nashville to go f itself and. Um, even, you know, back then it was even a bigger deal. And Waylon basically with that song was telling Nashville to, to you know, what, what, what you can do is take your thumb and put it in your own butt. And, uh, why did he want Nashville to put its thumb up its butt? What's wrong with Nashville? Uh, because it was the same old, same old rhinestone suits, big shiny cars. It's been the same way for years. We need to change. Um, it's kind of what they need to be told now. 
and Wayland was the only one with the balls to say it back then. Um, All right, good so, for you. Yeah, that, that, that up and down bass line in that song is just dum 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 dum. It's just perfect. <laughs> yep. Uh, again, that driving bass line that he was known for. Um, and uh, for the, for those of you who are nerds for like that alt country sound, uh, Joe Ely, who's a great Texas singer songwriter, did a cover of that with Uncle Tupelo, who ended up being Wilco and Sunvold later on in their careers. And if you can find their cover, that that thing is worthy too. It's it's hard to mess up that song. But the original is still the best, but they do a very creditable cover of that. So, Joe Ely and Uncle Tupelo, look that one up, too, on your internet, kid. Yep. And, anyway, uh, carry on. I guess, no, that's it. I, the only other thing I can think of is, not a Whalen song, but written for Whalen, um, Liquor and Lace by Stevie Nicks. She wrote it. Stevie Nicks, Don Henley. Beautiful song. Uh, gets a lot of shit. But at the end of the day, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful song about a, a, a couple, uh, how she felt about Waylon and Jesse. Um, there. There's, I gave you four. I gave it a bonus track. Yep. Um, Deep cuts. What Jesse is, is Jesse Coulter, Stevie, by the way. Jesse Coulter. This is yeah, a, uh, Stevie Nicks, Don Henley song is good? That's why I say it catches a lot of shit, Brandon, and that's fine. You know, I don't, it takes all kinds, Brandon. You, you can you can give it heat. It, it don't bother me. No, I day, just, it's a beautiful song. Can I, uh, can you send me a tiny bit of it? So I, is it the one that I think I know? Is it on the it's radio? Give to me your leather, take oh, yeah. from me my lace. That's that one. You're trying to get him to sing of... it, though, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no? Nobody? No take me? No, yeah. Here in the moonlight with oh, that's good. sleepy eyes Something, something to be There you go. That, was that Don singing? <laughs> That was Stevie. I'm sorry, I'm taking a sip of my high life after that one, because that's fucking well-deserved. I need a beer. Yep, yep. Um, you were in it, bro. Yeah. Speaking of cocaine. Uh, <laughs> cocaine. That Don was... Henley. Yeah. I'll have some of your cocaine. <laughs> that was tremendous. That was I, really good. I, uh, well, I... Stevie Nicks wrote songs for, for kind of my vocal range, you know, right in there, the deep, rich baritone. Yeah. Um, so I think that song lends itself well to my... My particular skill set. Thunder only sure happens does. when it's raining, Clarence. You know that. Yeah, I do know that. Yep. I did a I did a little searching <laughs> for a <laughs> for a local connection or a sportive connection, and I, we actually found one thanks to at Damon Kimball on Twitter. He pointed out that Waylon Jennings performed at the end of Wrestle Rock '86, the American Wrestling Association show, on which Buck Rock and Roll Zumhoff wrestled and lost to Tiger ah. Mask. So that's your that's your sportive connection. Patron saint, one of our patron saints, Buck Rock and Roll Zumhoff, connected to Wayne Jennings. Statutory rapist, Buck Rock and Roll <laughs> Zumhoff. Allegedly. Uh, I love him. Allegedly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Potato guns? All I know is potato guns are awesome and should be used by everyone. I don't yeah. know what they are. You don't know what a potato gun is? My, oh my sense God. is it's a, something that can shoot potatoes. For some reason, yes. yes. Hey, who grew up like in the a, suburbs? Brandon. Is it, is it a Brandon? Tool? No, it's a giant PVC tube that you spray hairspray in one end or starter fluid mm-hmm. in one end, and you shove a potato down the other end, and then you turn a little spark thing, and it explodes and shoots the potato a hundred yards out of the barrel. Is it when and you're you farming and you are harvesting potatoes, and you find a potato in the ground, and you want to get it like? To your house? No, it's the kind of thing you do for entertainment when you have two radio stations and no television. 
You just why would why potatoes? Because they're plentiful. Yeah, and they're fun to shoot out of a PVC pipe. A lot of starch. Yeah, they have the density and the shape uh, that fits well into a PVC tube. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, you can. How bad does it hurt if you get hit with one? A lot. Probably pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't okay. like it. Okay, okay so there, there's some heat behind it. Yeah, you can shoot sure. them. Yeah. You can shoot them a good hundred yards, and so you can imagine that the exit velocity of that potato would probably be fairly high. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. You know why no, they never you. used potato guns in my freshman physics class in college is beyond me. Because I think you could have demonstrated a lot of things with a potato gun. So get it together, oh. University of Minnesota Physics Department. I know we have Nine listeners there. All right, let's uh, let's move on to actual sports stuff. And I wanted to start this week with the Timberwolves, and specifically asking Brandon, what, what is going on with Nick Pekovic right now? That's a good question. I actually don't really know what's going on either. As far as I know, and I'm, all I know is from the the old lamestream media telling us is that he's almost positively going to get signed, but they're just not in any hurry to figure it out because everybody knows what the contract's going to be. I don't know why you would just do it. So uh, why wouldn't he just, just right now. sign the contract if everybody knows what it's going to be? Well, I'm guessing from Pekovic's side, he's probably pretty sad that nobody else made him an offer. So maybe he just wakes up every morning and checks the, the newspaper to see if, like, Brooke Lopez got killed or something. <laughs> then he, then he uh, eats the newspaper because then he, yeah, <laughs> Montenegro. <laughs> <laughs> um, or you know, Joe somehow like tears his ACL, or I mean, you just gotta be hoping there's like six teams that are trying to be competitive that have good centers. If they go down, they'll come calling. So he's holding out um, for a better offer. You that he's hoping yeah, that least, at is least not a, coming. A, an offer that the Wolves will have to match and give him more money. It's kind of a weird situation for him. And um, I don't know what the Wolves are waiting for. Maybe I think they already have the contract out for him. So they're just hoping to Gotti. Uh, stays healthy and signs it. So isn't there some chance that he goes and plays in Europe or something like that? Why are they trying to piss him off? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure the contract is out to him. He just needs to sign it, and he probably has enough time where he's just like, who can I hire to uh, to murder Pau Gasol? <laughs> Which... So I think he's just making his phone calls, you know, trying to, trying to find the best uh, hitman. That's my guess. So is this going to be another Kevin Love thing where... He's completely pissed off that we lowballed him, and then makes you know, does some knuckle push-ups and breaks his hand. Well, my sense is um, he's just pissed off in general. Looking at him, true. I also think if he breaks his hand, he's not going to come up with some bullshit excuse like Kevin Love did. He probably would just be like, "Yeah, I fucking I punched a wall, man." (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let me ask you that: if if Pekovic breaks his hand, is that? greatly changed the way that Pekovic plays basketball? Um, yeah, yes, definitely. This is You might be thinking of soccer where they use their feet, but basketball, they, they need their hands to grip the ball so they can dunk it and shoot and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll draw you a he, diagram when we go offline. Does he do that stuff? He, he shoots the basketball? Yeah, yeah. They hand it to him, and he, he shoots it into the basket. Huh. Yeah, yep. A fair amount of the time. That's high-level wow. analysis you won't get anywhere else. Right here on the Sportive. Yeah. So, I think the hand is a pretty important uh, thing in Pekovic's life. Both of them? Probably both of them, yeah. 
Yeah, I think his right hand is probably more important, but the left hand is also fairly valuable uh, in his life. Similar to your life, I'm guessing. Clarence does bring up a good point, though. If you broke his left hand, his non-shooting hand, would that affect his game a heck of a lot? Um, yes, it would. It would affect the shooting portion of the game. Well, I, I realize it wouldn't be perfect, but... Well, of all I the, guess... Could... Let's put it this way. Well, of all the players on the Timberwolves, he would be affected the least by a broken non-shooting hand. Yeah. Other than I perhaps... <laughs> uh, what per, um. Gregory Doritos. No, what are we calling him? Greg Doritos? Other than perhaps yeah. Greg Doritos. I Guacamole think, Doritos. Guacamole Doritos, who isn't going to play this I also think that it would be... I would actually think it might be a benefit to break one or both of Corey Brewer's hands. Yeah, it can only help. <laughs> it can, yeah, I mean, it can't get any worse. Maybe he'll actually get some form. Another excellent uh, point. Um, but no, you're not going to do anything at basketball. Like you can't. It's not like football where you can kind of get away with it if you're a cornerback or whatever with like a broken pinky, you know, or you can bat shit down. Yeah. Like you really need it. We should Bad also shit, guys. We should also mention in the Timberwolves portion of the podcast that Shabazz Muhammad managed to get kicked out of NBA rookie orientation by having a girl in his room, which I was surprised by because I didn't know that. NBA rookie orientation had the same rules as a student council conference in high school. No oh, shit. I thought they were supposed to be preparing them for the real world. <laughs> Treating it like a 13-year-old well, summer camp is not the way to do it, guys. Why yeah, they have yeah, a, a NBA rookie summer camp or whatever that they're sending these guys to? Don't, aren't, aren't they adults? What, how, what, are we miss, what am I missing here? They send them out of town? Like, do yep. all the rookies go to they the go same in the place? Woods. Yeah, they go learn how to make campfires. Yeah, I like, like to have. Uh, they do uh, like a ropes course. course. Yeah, yeah. Yep. obstacle the course, the zip line. They get to do the zip line if they get to stay to the end. It's exactly. Well, no, I'm being serious. Is this seriously something that they do? Is bring all the rookies together and 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 if it's so, the, well, I think it's the it's the owner's way of protecting their investment. How? Don't what, do this. What, don't, I I know it's the whole thing. I don't. I mean, I guess don't you know? Go. I mean. They tell you which towns have the worst groupies, or I don't know. Do you think what? is this the only sport that does this? Zach, If you play dice with Zach Randolph, pay up, or he'll like put hit out on you. It's good to know. I, mean, I know that other sports have a rookie. Like they'll go to training camp in football, and they'll talk. They'll talk to the rookies or whatever that. Uh-huh. But they go to the team. They do it thirty-two times. They go to each team. Here they bring all the rookies together into one spot. And te- Why are they holding their hand this goddamn much? It, what is unique about basketball that they have to do this? Thug life? I don't know. <laughs> we don't have a good answer. I like to we think don't. I like to think it's exactly like Boys State, like American Legion Boys State, where they come together and elect a governor, and Nerlens Noel is the governor is the president, or however that works, and then the lieutenant governor is Shabazz. Well, this is like 4-H. Yeah, yeah, it's you can't it's like talk 4-H. unless you have the conch. Yeah, exactly. And then at the end of the week, there's a dance with the WNBA rookie orientation. And they all just hang out on opposite sides of the room. And watch the WNBA girls dance together. <laughs> Sorry, that was... Is that, a, is that a seventh grade dance joke or a WNBA joke? That's a WNBA joke. I got gotcha. you. That's Why? a lesbian joke right there. I assume that was a seventh grade dance. That's what happens at seventh grade dance jokes. So for anybody out there... interesting dance. Plan of the good old thought there, Brandon. Thank you very much. No problem. 
Well, I'm I'm proud of Shabazz Muhammad for already somehow getting in trouble at nothing happening already. That, yeah, I'm not forward to this. <laughs> are, are the Timberwolves done basically with moves for the summer? They're basically their team is set at this point. Yeah, yeah, they are right now probably somewhere between a 42 and 50 win team for the foreseeable future until Kevin Love leaves, and then they suck. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So 42 wins is a good thing? Yeah, that's, well, better than last year, which I think we ended up with 35 or so. Um, Yeah, that means they're going to be a 500 team and exciting and competitive um, almost every night. And, you know, baby steps. I think that's awesome. I'm a little bummed because I like playing GM that I, I don't think he did a very good job. But overall... This is sort of a forest and trees thing. I think a lot of um, geeks like me um, were super pissed off about the work that Saunders did because he could have done better. But if you want to just take a step back, they're going to be way more fun to watch this year, way more fun to watch next year, almost positively going to be in the playoffs at least one of those years. So, you know, if you're not obsessed with basketball, you should be pretty excited about the Wolves. Something to watch, you know? All right. That's something to look forward to. Yeah, I'm trying really hard to be uh, less pessimistic and less of a um, um, uh, elitist prick. So this is one of my uh, one of my steps. Is that in general or just about the Timberwolves? It's in general, but this is one uh, <laughs> one portion of my uh, of my uh, life goals right now. This yeah. is one of the prongs of the plan. Yeah, this is like step three. It's like a yeah three prong plan. Try to be less pessimistic about the Timberwolves. Stop spitting on the people who bag your groceries at the supermarket. <laughs> So Move out of the Wiener building. <laughs> Dallas. Uh, yeah, I should probably move out of there, head out to the suburbs or something, but I love the Wiener. <laughs> Dallas is famous. Wang beast skyscraper. Can't get enough of that dong. <laughs> Speaking of Dallas, for da- for the Dallas portion of the podcast, i.e. Brandon, this question is sort of a current question, and then there's sort of a future question, because it's about soccer. The, oh. My question is this. This week, or last week at the MLS All-Star Game, the commissioner came out and said they want to add four more MLS teams in the next seven years, basically. And Minneapolis keeps getting mentioned because of the new stadium, because of Ziggy Will's smokescreen about, oh, we could have an MLS team and we could have tractor pulls or whatever else he said about the people's stadium, quote-unquote. A lot of people have mentioned Minneapolis as a possible destination. So my question for all three of you was, if Minneapolis has a soccer team, can you ever see yourself going to a game? And Brandon, this question is a current one because Dallas does have a soccer team. So do you ever see yourself going to an FC Dallas game? Um, you asked me that uh, earlier, and I looked on the online, and I didn't even know that it was in season right now. But it's in season, and the shit's on like ESPN2. I had no idea. Honestly, I, if you would have told me 50 people go to it, I would have believed that. Yeah, it's a real league. Um, they got jerseys yeah, and everything. It's unbelievable. So knowing that it's a pretty legit operation and um, and that I'm fairly bored down here with very few friends and that I have a son that I have to try to keep interest in things, because of those specific factors, yes, I'm almost positive I will get to at least one game this year if right. it's cheap. Better be cheap. I couldn't comment on FC Dallas's ticket prices. This, this original question... I don't question- know why I was like, threatening you with a... But the prices yeah. don't sell. Them <laughs> don't you dare try to charge me very much for this game, John. Lower. John, I will cut lower. you. 
uh, I, I think this question was originally in my mind directed more at Stu and Clarence. And like Brandon, Brandon said, I think we may have talked about this once already. But my question is, now that it's it, it seems a little more real, can you guys, and I know you both hate soccer, can you ever imagine yourself going to a soccer game in Minnesota? Um, do you want to handle this one, Clarence? Or? Um, well, I, I have an answer. If, if, if you don't, Stu, I'll take it first. Otherwise, I, I, I'm still, yeah, I've got to work through this one here. I've got a, right. I got a multi-level response. Well, I will start with... Uh, one, if you do, if Minneapolis does not get a team, um, then you should never get a team because this is like the what fifteenth biggest market in the country, and there will be what like twenty, twenty-five teams, twenty-four, twenty-four teams, and if you can't get a a team out of uh, twenty-four when you're this big of a market, then just just forget about it. Um, that's my first point. My second point is my initial inclination is to say no I would never go to a MLS soccer game um, I already go to soccer games John when my kids play and that's that's plenty and he's coach soccer, soccer for me John I'm surprised um, you know that he has mentioned it once in a while do you yeah well he's I, yeah, close personal I, friends I with Tony Sane <laughs> but once a week once a day I mentioned it to you that I'm Joe soccer um, but uh, will I ever get to an MLS soccer game I'd, I'd like to say no but I said the same thing about like light rail. Like I said, you know, fuck, I'm never getting on that train. You fucking, there's no way. And then You're one time, light rail. Yeah, I'm not getting on that train, and I'm I'm not ever again. But what happened one time was we were drinking downtown before a Gophers football game, and they got me drunk. My buddies got me drunk, and then we were walking. Oh yeah, I'm out. sure they really had to twist your arm, huh? Yeah, that wasn't tough. That wasn't the tough part. But we were walking away from the Metrodome outside of the bar, and I'm like, what the fuck? what is going on here? But I'm drunk, so maybe I'm just got, you know, spun around. Maybe we're going the wrong way, or maybe we are. I don't know. Happens but right. next thing I know, I'm on the light rail, and there I was. So I could see myself getting into an MLS game if, like, you know, we go to Hubert's, and we're, like, just pounding shots or something, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, come on in. It's, uh, you know, the North American Horse and Hunt Club, or, you know, fucking trade show or something. Oh, all right. And I come in, and there's... Vuvuzuela's playing or something, and I'll be like, ah, fuck you, fuckers. You got me again, <laughs> you fuckers. So they're so saying you might go to a game because there are times when you get so fucking drunk you don't know where you are. That you pretty much boiled it down to the essence of my argument. Can we yeah. put that on like the uh, on the poster for the the new team? Yes, we can. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What a blur. Yeah, I think that's what a blur. Yeah. Bring the family or bring your friends who are so drunk they have no idea where they are right now. Do you have friends yep. who don't know where they're going? Bring them here. I do have a follow-up question. I have a follow-up question about the light rail story. Was this before the Gopher game or after the Gopher game? Before. So you got on I the. Thought we were. You got on the light rail, but the light rail doesn't go to the Gopher Stadium. It, well, it goes to the Metrodome. This is this is a long time ago. This is when they were still playing. Oh, the Dome. all right, I got you. That makes more sense now. Because the light rail will go to the Gopher Stadium. No, this is this is years ago. Okay. I don't know how many years ago, but this block as they spend another twenty five trillion dollars to expand it to St. Paul. Oh, don't get me started, John. I'm trying to. You noticed that. Hey Clarence, no. can I ask what the hell would be your issue with light rail? Yeah, you're not getting me on a little tiny uh train, choo choo train, wearing a beret with my little French baguette sticking out of my 
compostable bag, you know, a fucking like, <laughs> like it's just, you know, I think the, here's what I think what happened. With the sin, looking at the sin outside the window. Oh, <laughs> la, la, I'm pretty sure that the that. press release you read about the light rail was written by a friend pranking you because you don't have to wear a beret to get on the light rail. It's just a regular old train. You can just get on. Yeah, no, I've heard this spiel before, uh, Brandon, when they told me we're not going on the light rail, and the next thing I know, there I was. So uh, I'm done believing anybody. Just chomping on a baguette. <laughs> yep. <laughs> smoking a cigarette with that cigarette holder at the end. Yeah, yep. And just complaining about Fellini. <laughs> oh, that guy, what an asshole. Well, that was a, what a fraud. Total fraud. Hey, what's your problem with baguettes, by the way? Come on, they're good. Nothing, but uh, you know, I gotta stay, gotta stick out of my grocery bag with the celery, you know, also sticking out, and it's just a whole look. It's not me. It's not me, B. <laughs> That's fair enough, Stu. What was your response to that question? You had a multi-layered yeah. response, and I'm interested. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. The uh... The uh, the Kiki Time Brigade up in Blaine has like a really good beer garden, right? Uh, they have in the past. I'm not sure what the situation oh. is this year. Because I know, I, I think Surly sponsored like the beer garden. Like you know, if you went to a Kiki Time game, you go get like half Surleys for like three, four bucks or something like that, which is a cool thing. Because I like Surly. Mm-hmm. And you know, and the World Cup's coming up. Is it not, John? Is it Concacaf? It is next summer. Next summer is the 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 Premier League. Premier League starts in eight days. But the World Cup is what you should care about. The World Cup, very important. The World Cup, and and who's getting relegated? Oh, I I I suppose Hull City probably has a pretty good chance of going back down. How about Old Trafford? (laughs) Old Trafford is Manchester United Stadium. Yeah. Okay, well, then, boy, that may change my answer. Yeah, I think that's probably um, true. <laughs> um, I would probably maybe go, just, you know, especially if the kids wanted to go. And, I mean, I've got, now that I've got, like, soccer friends who, you know, are really just live and die with this shit, and it's just, it's like, almost like observing, like, you know, like it's a scientific, from a scientific remove, watching people really get into this, the kicky time game. And it's just you're like Jane Goodall. Yeah. You're a, you're yeah, a Jane yeah, Goodall. Exactly. I, I I'm fascinated by it. It's just just I mean you know you had a sixty thousand drunk Irishman humming Seven Nation Army. You know, I just Would it's you... fascinating to me. It's just I I can't. I'm fascinated by that level of attachment to anything, be it sports or music or masturbation. I mean, you know, really just about anything. So I think, yeah, I would probably go see a game. Would you but wear I'd, I'd like, a I, but I would v? like Surly to be there. I would not wear a jersey, no. What about a deep V with a scarf just to blend in? Well, what kind of scarf? A really long red and white scarf. Uh, bedazzled or not? Not bedazzled, no. Not okay, then, yeah, I could buy Boy, I don't... You gotta yeah, blend in. Tough. You gotta blend in, man. Well, I know, I know. I've got, and I have a scarf. I mean, I'm, not, I'm from Minnesota. I have a scarf, for God's sake. <laughs> you gotta keep the snow and the sleet out, for Christ's sake. Out of your neck, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, would, I would go, I, I, but I would not wear a jersey. I just, I, I don't get, with it. for any sport, I really just don't get that. Unless you can put, like, 69 on the back or something like that, because that's pretty cool, because 69 is pretty funny. <laughs> 69! <laughs> yes. Oh, that's good stuff. I love we gotta that we got to tell it to the cheap seats, boys. Let's keep doing exactly. these Exactly. you got to appeal to the, the... 
here's one one OCD. point one more point I want to make before we before we move on from this topic. One of the reasons okay. that I always I always hear people talk about why they like going to Twins games even though they're terrible is because there's beer, you can sit outside, you can watch a sporting event. Now, assuming yeah, assuming sure. that they the soccer team plays outside, soccer would have all of that. I don't know if soccer would play in the Ziggy Ziggy Dome or where they would play, but soccer would have all of that. One We're of the not things building them their own stadium, John. I don't know what stadiums. <laughs> don't even, even build them. Don't even. We got everybody's got a stadium. We're not building the fucking stadium. All right. So Clarence is already about to burst because this light rail memory. Thinking about French yep. people. We, let's not go there. The other point I want to make is I know I've talked to uh, I've talked to you guys about the reason you like Vikings games and everybody likes Viking games is because everybody goes and gets hammered and just yells awful things and that's pretty much yeah, that's the why def- I hate, that's why I hate Vikings. Games. <laughs> no, that's not true. Because when you want to get hammered and yell horrible things at the person next to you, you can't do better than going to a Vikings game. I just go to Christmas at my dad's house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that whole screaming and drinking culture is also pretty much the definition of what soccer crowds are like. So it's got so some the of the only way you can sell us on soccer is by saying it's not about the actual game. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do because I know none of you actually like watching soccer. I don't mind watching soccer. I was actually really pleasantly surprised at uh, how much uh, fun I had when I went to the uh, Arsenal Stadium in London. Um, it's good. It's hard to hate. I mean, it's a uh, pretty constant motion. There's a little that, bit of strategy Ar- involved. It's, it's is fun. the Arsenal Stadium? Is that old Hickory? That's. Uh, no, it's Andrew, I'm sorry. That's Andrew Jackson, the United States <laughs> president. Sorry, I can't. Sorry, I, sorry I, they're all called old something, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One of them is uh, called old something. um, Yeah, it was fun because it was just like kind of, kind of basic, similar to baseball. As I, I don't know, it's very similar to baseball. It's equally boring. That's my point. All right. Speaking of baseball, let's move on to the Twins a little bit. I want to start with Andrew Albers. He made his first major league start. I mean, this is a guy who pitched for Quebec in the Can-Am League, and he made his first major league start. Went. Eight and a third, gave up four hits and walked one, struck out two. So I want, right now, before he makes another start, for us to predict what kind of career Andrew Albers is going to have in the major leagues. How old is he? He is 27 years old. Two years older than Kyle Gibson. He is going to win 80 major league games. 80? That is a lot. Yeah. Well, he he doesn't walk many dudes. And he doesn't. He's not a one pitch wonder. So I think both those are good news for him. I think he's going to be like a not not as good, but similar to a Brad Radke type. If he's right? going to if he's going to win eighty games, he's going to have to make like two hundred and fifty starts. Jesus, really? Don't you think? Yeah. Okay, so he's got to play. That's eight like years nine years. Getting yeah. injured. Wait, did you right? say eighty games? Eighty? I thought you said eight. Eight? Eighty? No, no. I think he's going to be fine. He'll be good. He's been good for like three years. So, Andrew Albers is going to pitch in the major leagues till he's 36 years old. Yep. Winning, you know, a few games a year, maybe 8, 9, 10 games a year. I think he's like a 12-game winner for the next, I guess I, my math was wrong. I was, said 60. 12-game winner for the next five years. What the hell's wrong with that? He seems legit. I know it's only been one start, but he's been decent in the minors. And again, he's got lots of different pitches. 
So it's not like he's Nick Blackburn where it's like, hey, once his sinker goes, I'm pretty much fucked, everybody. Once his magic sinker pitches. goes away. All right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think we'd find anybody that optimistic. I think my second question was going to be, is he going to win another major league game? So, <laughs> bravo, Brandon. It's like 09, hasn't he? That, or am I like thinking of a different guy? That no longer pessimistic thing is working for you, I got to tell you. What the hell? <laughs> Team Albers. Team Albers is right. Uh, Andrew Albers. Well, I can't, I'm trying to think of a pitcher that I could compare him to, what I think his career will be like. And I, I'm not getting anywhere. I think the best player I can compare him to is uh, not a pitcher. It's Glenn Williams, the old uh, the third baseman. Yeah, the third baseman the Twins used to have that uh, had like you know, came out of the gate. He would. I think they debuted at about the same age. Glenn Williams is like an yeah. older rookie. I think he was about 27 when he debuted. Yeah, um, I just want to third- thank you for. I'm all of a sudden not the person who said the most asinine thing in this podcast. Well, I'm, go- I'm getting somewhere, much. Brandon. Let me finish, and then if when I'm done, I'm still crazy. You, you let me know. You try to um, because I'm going. I'm going somewhere with this. Sure. Uh, yeah. They're both from kind of goofy countries. You know, Elbers is from Canada, and Glenn Williams is from Australia, which is kind of like upside down Canada. Yeah. They're basically the same. They're just quirky and goofballs and drink and, I don't know, do goofy stuff and have weird words um, for stuff. Um, they both debuted late in life. They're, you know, Debuting at 27 is, is kind of odd. Mm-hmm. Um, Glenn Williams was a third baseman, but he wasn't a very, you know, that's a corner position. Typically you have your power hitters there. He, he wasn't very powerful, didn't hit a whole, lot of home runs. Um, I don't know how many at-bats Glenn Williams had. I know he got hurt pretty quickly. He might have had like 30, 40, 50 at-bats total. 49. But he hit 49? Really? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay. well, I could be, well, let's go with 49. He, right. I know he hit over 400 in his career. Um, and then he was gone. He got hurt and he never came back. So my my uh, my call is that um, they're similar at their – Elbers hits like what B seven eighty eight with his fastball. Um, he's kind of getting by with uh, guile and being new, and guys aren't used to him. Uh, I think he'll burn out relatively quickly, but he'll have some success while he's there this this year. So he'll be like a Glenn Williams, but a pitcher. That's it. All right. And he'll be gone. And he'll never. He'll be an anecdote. He'll be, you know, a t shirt. Still asking. Be... Okay, that's fine. My hope for him is like a couple years of Jamie Moyer, like late career Jamie Moyer when he couldn't break the smee smell with his fastball, but he managed to throw 49 different pitches or whatever Jamie Moyer did and somehow managed to get by. I'm not saying he's going to last till he's 49 like Jamie Moyer did, but I'm saying a couple years of that kind of pitching, just throwing slop, hitting the corners, sort of keeping it down, having an ERA of about four and a half. That's about what we can hope for from Albers, I'd say. Stu? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I say his fastball pops out at 88. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he'll be out of baseball in three years. <laughs> Let's just go with that. So, That's all. So, so his, his fastball doesn't get above 88, I'm just going to say he's out of baseball. And, yes, I'm well aware that Greg Maddox had a, you know, didn't well, have a fastball. the difference is Greg Maddox and Jamie Moyer is they threw harder when they were young. And while they were young, they were learning how to pitch. And, and then when they got older, they used that knowledge in the major leagues to be more successful when they couldn't throw as hard. Elbers, 
already can't throw hard, and he doesn't have any of that success to, to build on or to learn from. So, hey, if you're going to learn how to pitch, um, we're better than the Canadian-American League. That's, that's exactly it. So that's my point is I hope I hope I'm wrong, but uh, uh, I see being more. Yes. Did you say he pitched for Quebec? Uh, that may or may not be true. Because that means he might, be like a, he might be one of those like separatists. You know, so he might be like a, on a watch list. I did Are we see, sure? I did see in the paper him? that he did a radio that Phil Miller mentioned. He did a radio interview in French with a Quebec radio station. So I think it's okay, a pretty good bet bad. that he is a separatist. Oh, well, I think we, well, we we found out we found where uh, Clarence's distrust came from. Obviously. Oh, and he's no, taking I, the light rail to games. Yeah, he's he he yeah. fucking loft, wearing you know, a beret and a striped shirt, and tangled town or some bullshit. Blow up here Trudeau's house. I mean that's. <laughs> There's, yeah, I, I, I have my doubts. Let's put it that way. So. We the far side yeah, guy? Why the fuck would he care about the far side guy? He doesn't like the cows. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, out of baseball in three years and potentially a terrorist. That's uh, that's my take on Andrew Albers. Although I do have a thing in Twinkie Town tomorrow about Andrew Albers, so you'll want to. Read up on that tomorrow at about eight forty-five in the morning. So. www.twinkytownguy.com. Yep, pretty hot sports take, guys. You're gonna like it. Hot sports. Is this, like uh, are you trolling again this week? Uh, a little bit. Nice, nice. I love that. Oh, I like the teasers. I like that. Dropping the teaser on the sportcast. Yeah. So for most of you, yep. by the time you download and get to this part of the podcast, it'll already be out. So. Stop this podcast. You're not really listening anyway. You're at work. It's on in the background. You're not really hearing what I'm saying. So stop it. Go to your computer. Go to TwinkieTown.com and read what Stu has to say. But if you're on the potato gun part, get through to the potato gun part before you read it. Yep. Wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. Okay, forget it. Carry on. Strike it. Um, Strike it from the record. The other Twins topic that's out there right now is that Brian Dozier seems like he might be a legitimate professional baseball player and not somebody... They, the Twins necessarily need to get rid of. I actually, I know we're, not, I know we're not into facts, but I actually looked up a fact on Brian Dozier. Since June first, he has the second best OPS of any American League second baseman behind Jason Kipnis of Cleveland, and he's twentieth in the entire league, in the entire American League, in terms of OPS, which is as good a measure of hitting as any. And that's and a third of the season, so that's a lot. That's yep. two months, right? He's leading the league in doubles in that time. He's hit oh, yeah. eight homers in that time, and he's—it's uh, not like he's just a hitter. He's playing what he's—he's got to be one of the top five defenders at second base in baseball this season. Yeah, I didn't—I mean, I mean, I yeah, didn't his, look up defensive ZR stats because I'm not uh, insane. Plus but. seven and a half. <laughs> How many is UZRs? Seven. Uh, seven, I think. Seven yeah, alpha. That, seven alpha. Good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just watching him, he's, I mean, he's doing very well yeah. defending. He's taking a transition from shortstop to second very well. He's kind of what we all sort of hope Trevor Plouffe would do this year. Oh, There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. He's continuously improving, and he's not bad on defense, and he can actually hit. Maybe he'll be good yeah. next year. Whereas Trevor Plouffe, it's yep. like, well, he's the exact same except for that one month where he went crazy last year. I, I don't know. I'm pretty much ready to be done with Poof. What about you guys? Uh, well, what do they do with them? They're going to just gonna wave happen. them? Yeah, they don't have a, a quick replacement other than Sano at, at third. So if they think they're going to start him next season, which I hope they do, then, yeah, Poof goes where? Goes back to the outfield? Uh, <laughs> That's a disaster. Yeah. Um, I suppose if they get rid of Morneau, then maybe Poof is in a a battle for yeah, first base Plouffe with Colabello. Yeah, Colabello, and uh, Gene are like the three first base candidates. And Morneau's gone, right? I mean, it's yeah. Un- unless he no gets chance. unless he gets on the market, and it turns out that everybody is offering him two years for three million a year or something like that, because that's about oh, all yeah. the twins so would offer. Him, yeah, if you get him like for like one point five million a year, then yeah. sure, go crazy. But because yeah, I mean. There's nothing that he offers right now that you can't get for cheaper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but this front office is so idiotic, man. Yeah, I have no well, idea. I wouldn't be surprised by any of it. Well, why would they care about? Let's say that he wants three million, uh, and the fair market is one point five million. What do they care about one point five million dollars when they're forty five million dollars under budget? One point yeah, five million is money nothing. Over fist. If he can do just yeah, a little bit better than anybody else, then why not? Pay the one point five million extra. My prediction on my prediction on Morneau is he's going to end up getting nineteen homers or twenty homers this year because he's going to hit a bunch coming up this next month and a half, and the Twins will say, "Well, maybe you never know," and they'll sign him to you know two years for ten million or something like that. Six the Kevin Correa contract, basically six million more than anybody else would offer him. Unlike the Kevin Correa thing, the Rubes will love this, and the Nerds will hate it. Whereas the Nerds and the Rubes united on the Correa contract, I think. <laughs> it's it nice a, when the Nerds and the Rubes can unite. That was beautiful. Yeah. I know it. It was great. It's so rare. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is Colabello a lefty hitter? No, righty. Oh, he is. Okay. So He's a righty. And those, his home, that home run he hit the other night, Jesus, God, he killed it. And it was like to like a right center, actually. Yeah. And it nice. was it was into the water in Kansas City. I mean, he, he can when he gets a hold of it, he... I think, uh, as Bert says, he does not miss. Is that like, how he puts it? That sounds like a Bertism. God, yeah, you know, I, he well, does not I, haven't, I haven't watched any Twins games this year, and I'm really thankful I haven't had to hear that fucking no wonder voice you sound so on happy. my TV. <laughs> my God. Boy, do I not miss Bert Blylovin. Who, who yeah. is the best yeah. Twins broadcaster going right now? My vote is for Chris Atterbury, who hosts oh, the Atterbury, studio show. Atterbury's great. Corey Provis is pretty good. Yep. The one thing I don't like about Corey like Provis is when somebody strikes out, he says, he gone on, like Hawk Harrelson does. Oh, no. Really? Yes, he does I've say that sometimes. That. Yes, he I've has said that. that. I, I, I think you're hallucinating again. <laughs> I do, too. John, are you sure you weren't listening to the White Sox? No, I'm I'm positive. <laughs> I've heard this several times. He the calls himself Hawk Harrelson. He's got all that fluoride. Hey, uh, listen, uh, uh, <laughs> sort of uh, download dudes, uh, Provost does that. Let us know because I think John is just on acid right now. 
Yeah, Ooh, please yeah. help me out. Use hashtag sportive facts. Yeah, which sportive my, facts. <laughs> my brother was on Twitter today fact checking the last podcast. Yeah, that was, God, that was a great idea. By the way, we can we can follow up and say that Gallagher did in fact have a heart attack on stage in Rochester. Yes, he did. I knew I wasn't wrong about that. So maybe that's what we'll do with the first ten minutes of every podcast is read through the fact checking of the last. I like that. It's actually a genius way to start. The Mia Culpa. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Turns out Quinnipiac is in Connecticut. Everyone. (laughs) I still dispute that. I I don't buy it for a second. Upstate New York. Yep. Right by Saratoga Springs, right by the horse racing track and the nuclear power plant. Yep. So yeah, the the twins and you know, in in some ways they're so too depressing to talk about, but in other ways I don't even care anymore. So it's kind of nice. They got independently guys to cheer for, like Calabello and Meat Raffle, Caleb Thielbar and Andrew Albers. You know, they're good stories. Why not cheer for them? It's like the underdog team. It's also got yeah, they're basically you know the what the realistically would happen to the Cleveland Indians in Major League. They just be kind of exactly. Terrible. That's that's an excellent way of putting it, Stu, and I I like that. Yes. All right. Yes, that's you know the realistic result. Um, let's go let's go to Vikings training camp because there was some fiasco, uh, some fiasco about Greg Jennings that I don't quite understand, and I feel like Stu is the most plugged into this one. I am. Yes, you know what's going on. What oh, happened no, with Greg I Jennings? Just, yeah. Oh no, it's just I think uh, uh, Weederer had an interview with him, and basically Jennings is talking about how, you know, you were brainwashed in Green Bay to thinking Green Bay just had everything, and all the other teams in the NFC North were hot garbage, and then he visited with Minnesota, and he really liked what he saw, and, you know, and I think the way he, first of all, he should not have used the word brainwashed, because that's a loaded term, obviously. He's he's fine using the word brainwashed. I know, but I mean, you know, but I mean, that's going to set, you know, that. The minute that uh, word got used, I mean, it was all over. But I mean, those guys over in, how is that a loaded term? Go, suck it. Yeah, it's what the hell was it? He was exactly right. He's he yeah. was brainwashed over there to think that they are that everything is great there. It is the best. Nothing else yeah. is good. Yeah. And uh, so, what's wrong? What where where was he wrong in the statement that he made? Yeah, nothing. He wasn't wrong. There was nothing wrong to be. No, there was nothing. Not a single word wrong about it. He just maybe phrased it poorly for the way the media environment is structured right now. Because there's okay, nothing going on right. at all. There's nothing going on right now. Nothing. The Cincinnati so Atlanta game right now has nothing going on. It's, there's um, a, they asked him a question. regional game. It's the worst <laughs> they ever. They asked him a question, yeah. and, he, and we're actually mad that a guy answered honestly. Other than yeah. something other than, well, I'm just going to take it one day at a time and uh, give 110%. Yep. Who the, actually got uh, mad here? Who are we criticizing for getting mad? getting mad. I think uh, I want to. Was it like Barrero was had his undies in a bunch about it a little bit? I think too because he was Jennings was being immature or something like that. Or so Dan Barrero and Packer fans are mad. I should be thrilled about. And I may be I may be incorrect about Bump. I don't know for sure, but I think. You might have been. Even Bump's take was that Jennings is just too out there. He's uh, <laughs> give, trying to give controversial answers, and but yeah. Bump he's loves the controversy. He loves the negativity. So I, I yes. don't know. <laughs> how is that out there? In I realize that the NFL is a media fishbowl, but come on, he did. Well, also, John, it got picked up by Pro Football Talk, and they oh, drive a lot yeah. of the conversation. I mean, eyeballs. Lots of eyeballs. Yeah, I mean, the minute they saw, and again, it's that brainwash thing, right? There, I mean, 
you could tell right the minute that thing that thing got put online that oh yep there's something people are going to talk about for 24 hours and we'll forget about it until Green Bay plays Minnesota and then we'll get brought up in the pregame. Well, that's... Oh, God, I can already... Seriously, no, one's gonna, no one is going to remember this until... I mean, you know, this will die out, like, over the next couple of days, and then no one's going to remember a thing about it until they play the Packers. That'll be fun. It won't even get talked about, so... So, yeah. But, I mean, it's, I'd rather talk about this than all the, you know, everyone on the Vikings getting a devastating knee injury like, you know, everyone else is in the NFL, so... I guess it'd be that. Why, why yeah. have there been so many injuries? Is it just because football sucks? It's, it's well, I mean, also, I mean, it's happening to people you've heard of. It's not happening to like backup offensive linemen. It's happening to receivers who were to go out of draft in the fantasy league. You know. Are you guys ready to uh, get on board of my uh, seven-on-seven touch football league yet? Uh, like, like we got a pl- like we got a play or is no? Are you ready to come over to the dark side of uh, no more hitting in football, no more tackling, always touch yeah, football, no, no, less injuries? No, what do you think? No. You are you and John are in some sort of cabal to turn every sport slowly into soccer. That's your goal. Is I'm going for uh, less less football. Uh, you want it all to be like some weird conglomeration between soccer and tennis and like tennis and uh, fucking uh, I don't know backgammon and I don't know. <laughs> I do love backgammon. Contact games. Good game. Good game. That's a good one. Um, I see through I just, it. You'll, you'll come. You'll come to my side soon. We'll get you there. We'll get you on the light rail. We'll talk some sense into you. We'll Feed you delicious baguettes. <laughs> delicious. With some soft cheese. So fresh. Yeah, that's Have what you want. A cigarette. That's what you Gotta want, Brandon. Good. You want us all living in. You want us all crammed in these little trains watching soccer with our baguettes living in wiener-shaped buildings above a coffee shop. I want uh, us all inside dongs. <laughs> that's the goal. Nice Everyone is it, happy and healthy inside a dong. All right. Let's, I, I want to like, hear about this 7-on-7 seven seven league. I, the, the floor is yours. I, I'm sorry. So this is just a flag football league that you're planning, Brandon? No, I was just saying... Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm always in favor of less hitting and less injuries in football. And everybody, every time I mention it, I get made fun of. Of like, you're just trying to turn this all into touch football seven on seven. So I'm just right, saying, so. you guys got to get on board of my seven on seven league. Why do we want less hitting in football? Because uh, it makes guys uh, die sooner. Well, obviously, nobody wants anybody getting hit in the head. And I realize that in some ways, it's impossible to prevent getting hit in the head. But taking the hitting out of football isn't necessarily... I mean, it won't be football anymore. Nope. Oh, sure it will. You'll have the fun parts of uh, passing and catching and uh, interceptions and shit. You know, I've done that passing league thing. Like, we used to do that in the summer before football season started. And I don't remember having more fun doing that, except that I didn't have to play the line and I got to play middle linebacker or something like that. Sounds that was great, fun. man. That was the, that was the time of your life. Come on, admit it. Yeah, but if they never been happier. If they had done it for serious, I never ever would have gotten to play. Well, in my league, you can, John. What sport? What sport is there going to be for the linemen of the world? It's unfair. It's undemocratic. Your league. This is America can, where there's a part for everybody. To, That's uh, a great thing about football. There's a part for everybody. That's exactly right. You, you can't can go run, to UFC. You can't run. 
pass or throw, you can kick. You can be the kicker. There's a place for those who can do nothing but kick. There's a place for big guys. There's a place for small guys. It's well, a whole team working together. You need you need some of every kind. You can't just you can't have eight leadoff hitters and Jack McGee like the Cardinals in the eighties. You got to have something of everything. This is a very nice speech, but I think it's all stupid and wrong. <laughs> oh, I hear that a lot. This is you want a frisbee golf is what you want. You want just people throwing Who doesn't love shit frothing? <laughs> I don't understand what it, how do you how do you froth? You stand somewhere and you aim at a post. That's it. Yeah, yeah, the post with like go. chains on it, and then the chains catch the frisbee. Does it have to stay in the chains? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, smoke it, you, yeah. you smoke your one hitter. Yeah, you huck the bee. You huck the bee. You hit the chains. You light up your one hitter. You huck the bee, and then you do that like sixteen more times. This sounds yeah. much much less fun than regular golf. I just like to say huck the bee. I'm not going to. Well, lie. you that's, can that's get really. I've grown attached to that in the last 30 seconds. <laughs> it's worse than golf, yeah, but you just can get way higher. <laughs> oh, totally high. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. So, frisbeegolf.com, I assume is the website. MNfrisbeegolf.com. MNfrolf.com. I'm sure it's It's probably .net because it was one of the first websites started. All right, so that's it for Frisbee Golf News. Um... I, I see that somebody wants to talk about Johnny Manziel. Anybody want to claim that one? No. Yeah, I wrote that. Um, oh, okay. I have, oh. I've been really busy. Oh, um, I don't have an opinion of this. Um, I've been really busy and just sort of out of the loop, and I know that he's been... So I read the article on ESPN about him being like basically a um, some sort of pseudo-alcoholic, immature, whatever. But I know he got into more trouble after the after that big feature, right? Did, did he somehow get paid under the table for some shit? Is he in trouble? Can somebody catch me up? Now, I think the story goes like this. He was at the bowl game, and he now stands accused of getting paid a five-figure sum to sign a bunch of autographs for someone. Okay. Yes, I think that's the case. But it sounds like it might be he's, his uncle. He, he has an Uncle Randy. I don't know if his name is Randy, but he <laughs> right. has an Uncle Randy. Yeah, it's Uncle Randy. Who, who he signed a bunch of shit for, and then he's, his uncle sold it. And I don't know. I, he might have just kept the money for himself because he's an Uncle Randy. That's what Uncle Randys do. Except- Everyone has an Uncle Randy. Is that correct, yeah. Clarence? Oh, I got a couple. Some people, yep. I, exactly. Some people have multiple Uncle Randys, especially if you're in a Catholic family. It's just they're, they're out there, and that's what they exist to do. So it may, he may very well be innocent in this. And honestly, I don't care one way or the other. I think if you're going to allow any sort of payments to the NCAA that's for to athletes who play collegiately, their autographs should be let them do it. I have yeah. I see zero reason why they can't profit from their own name. But if if you if you start doing that, won't you get into a case where somebody like Cam Newton gets paid ten million dollars for an autograph by an overzealous booster? Yep, don't care. Great. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of insane, but what else are you going to do about it? They're, he's going to get yeah. paid that amount anyway. You can't stop if it. Blows, it. If, it blows, if it blows up the NCAA, all the better. I I got no problem with that. Yeah, I feel like I know for sure Clarence agreed. Um, I don't know if the rest of you did too, but 
I'm actually not in favor of the schools paying the um, the players because I think that they're lucky to be a part of this huge. If you if you put Johnny Manziel in the uh, fucking CFL, no one's gonna come watch him, right? He's lucky to have all this attention. Um, but if it's his autograph, I'm having a hard time understanding why he shouldn't be able to or how you're gonna be able to control that. I just don't see an option besides letting it happen. You could not let it happen, which is what they do now. Right, but that, but it still happens, right? So, like, how are you going to actually like actually stop it from happening? Well, I I suppose Just you could make that same argument about a lot of things, couldn't you? Well, I'm also like pro lots of things. I mean, happen. Obviously, some players are going to get paid under the table by boosters, uh-huh. no matter what the rules are. But when they're found out. The there's a whole world of crap that comes down upon the school and the player and the booster. So you could so make the argument and say you could make the argument and saying, well, that's going to happen anyway, so you might as well let it happen. But that's not what any I don't think anybody's saying that they want to let that happen. Well, Stu is. Well, yeah, I'm. I, I want anarchy, and I want the NCAA to like be no longer a thing. I, Why I do you hate the NCAA saying, so much, Stu? Pardon? Why do you hate the NCAA so much? Because they're awful. Why are they awful? They're making so much money off people's names, they're not giving him any money. Like Ed O'Bannon, they made money off him for years, so many years, and he didn't get any cut of it even after he was done with college. Like, I'm pretty sure if, you're, if, if, the, if your name and likeness is in the video game, you should get a cut of that at some point, right? I... makes sense. I yes. don't know. The answer is yes, John. That is the answer. Yeah, and I still and I'm still coming back to like it's, I understand it's that criminal that it happens the way it is right now. So does everybody right. everybody get an equal cut? Like the guy who's the backup punter, does he get an equal cut as that, as Reggie Bush say? His likeness is not in that video game. Sure it for is. For example. The whole roster's no, I don't in think there. It is. I think the whole roster's in there. Well, okay, if that's the case, then yes. I'm pretty sure this was like a best team of the, you know, so maybe the, okay, so you're talking about like the UCLA Bruins, all 15 guys or whatever, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm talking about like, uh, I'll go back to my college days. A a friend of mine from my hometown was the sort of backup, he was going to be sort of like a four-string quarterback or fifth-string quarterback and the backup punter. For the goal, Assad Abdul Kalik is from Ortonville. Yeah, and <laughs> he he ended up he ended up leaving the team before the season started. But he was in NCAA that year. You know his height, his weight, his number, and stuff. Does he get the same cut as Assad Abdul Kalik that year? He could probably do his own contract, and I'm guessing he would have taken like fifty cents, right? I can't imagine he wouldn't have. But are you going to do it individually based on a player's likeness? And if Johnny Manziel holds out for more money, then you end up using Scott Thompson, who doesn't look anything like Johnny Manziel, as yeah, Texas probably. A&M's starting quarterback? That's how it works with the pros when they couldn't get their names. Remember that when it happened with, like, King Griffey Jr. Baseball and some of these older, like, Nintendo games? You couldn't get the guys' Yeah, wasn't Barry Bonds, like, in no MLB games or something like that for a while? Yeah, yeah. Because he had so a separate deal? all the time. But, I mean, again, I, and I understand, like, people are losing sight of, like, there's an argument to be made that Ed O'Bannon was super lucky to be a part of that thing and he probably made a lot more money and had a lot more opportunities because of it. So I'm just saying I think that point of view can only stand for so long 
And when it comes down to like a dude walking up to you and giving you X amount of dollars for your autograph, I think at some point something's got to give. If that's the way it's going to be, you got to control it. I'm talking Hamsterdam here, people. Do we just compare college football to Amsterdam and drug enforcement? No, Amsterdam from the wire. Like you gotta like understand that this shit's oh, gonna I'm, happen. You have to I'm sorry, I, rather than I don't have one million dollars and I can't afford HBO. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of us are rich enough to live in Wangshi buildings, Brandon. I think it's on Netflix. It's seven dollars a month. I can't afford that either. All right, all right. I gotta pay for uh, every sports cable channel in the world because there should, might you should have been a college athlete, man. There might be some tennis match somewhere that I could potentially miss if I don't have the right cable package. Well, it's a good it's a good conversation because there's really no right answer, and there probably never will be. But um, I don't know if there's anybody um, who thinks that what's going on right now is the best way to do things. Right? Is it possible no. that it's the best way? It's not possible that this is the best possible way to do it. I don't think so. I think that much unpaid labor for that amount of time in every single scenario is unfair. Yo. Then don't do it. Go do something else. Those guys can go do something else. If they think it's unfair, they should go do something else. Yeah, but it's a sort of monopoly situation right now. I mean, sort of. Not exactly, but a little bit. <laughs> a lot of money to be... Really- well, then go play in... No, there's no Monopoly. You can go play for the fucking uh, Iowa Barnstormers or whatever the fuck. You can go play wherever you want. It's not Monopoly. I think there's the point ones. that you just called them the Iowa Barnstormers or whatever the fuck is sort of the point, right? There, you know, and there's other the, leagues where you can play and football. Then the, and, then the, and then the league where you will make your money makes a role colludes with the NCAA saying, well, you got to play two years or wait two years or whatever, so... Well, they don't yeah, do it I at mean, all. So they're screwed. I'm Go not saying Ed O'Bannon is else. like the saddest victim in the whole world, but that, that doesn't mean that he's being treated right just because he's, you know, not the unluckiest person in the world. Like this isn't that black and white. Well, what if he doesn't feel like he's being treated right? Then then don't play. Go do something else. You know, how about play and try to get treated better? How about find a solution? I think the I think what Clarence is trying to speak to. He's getting paid. He's getting he's getting a education. It's worth a lot. For for the vast majority of college football players, a free education and world class coaching and all the other benefits that student athletes get is worth more than their image rights. Yeah, totally. And those people are fine. I'm not worried about those guys. They don't need to be paid. So why are we worrying about the two percent rather than the ninety eight percent? I'm saying the 98% are great, and they're, this is a fantastic thing for them. Let's also talk about the 2% so we don't have to deal with this bullshit every single year. Don't the 2% get paid later on? Isn't that, that they'll get paid in the professional league? Maybe. Because they're also they being paid in, in part thanks to the opportunity that they were afforded to play college football? Totally. Maybe Again, I'm not crying up. for Ed O'Bannon. I'm still saying it's probably not totally fair. These aren't coal miners. Brandon and I are not saying they're coal miners. I never care about what's fair. I care about what's right and wrong. I, I don't. I mean, it. I don't know a better way. This isn't. There's no ideal way. There's no perfect way. But I'm still. Okay. Well, don't let perfect it. stand in the way of better. That's Let's that's fine. I'm still waiting. Once to you hear get done with college, way. you're allowed to profit on your collegiate name, something like that, right? You're done with that's college, fine. Ed O'Bannon. Yeah. You're allowed to sell your jersey. You get a tiny percent of these profits on your jersey, right? Or your name. 
You have some yep. say in what video games you're in. That's part of the solution, right? We're not. Con- I agree. That's, After again, they're done, they should be able to do whatever they want. Yep. Okay, so there you go. So that's another like example of something that we're not allowed to do right now, and that's what's in the courts right now, right? Isn't it? Ed O'Bannon versus NCAA. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so take that time. Now the NCAA now. is scared shitless about this. They're this is this is the golden goose that is getting attacked here, and they're yeah. calling on they're calling out calling out all the dogs. It's, so take that times two hundred, and that's what we're dealing with, right? There's probably at least yeah. two hundred Ed O'Bannons. Mm-hmm. And the autograph situation, though, I think is is different. I mean, he's still in college, so I don't know what the hell you're going to do about it. I'm just saying, like, the status quo is insane. Like, hey, dude, just say no to all this money and all this opportunity because you shouldn't. I, I agree with you. They should just say no, right? Uh, but we should also get to a point where we're like, eh, this isn't very, this isn't tenable. Yeah, and I think... I mean, I think I mean, what Seal's a good test case for this because he's loaded. He comes from oil money, so I mean he doesn't even need the money. It's no, the it's the principle of the whole thing. It's he's just set for his whole life. This isn't like a kid from you know Compton or something like that. This is a guy you know he's had money his whole life who happens to be supernaturally good at playing quarterback in college. I mean it's just it's a good test case for this because this is a guy who doesn't need the money. So it's more about right and wrong rather than you don't feel like, oh, God, if he doesn't get this money he's and he blows his knee out, he's going to be, you know, giving out blowjobs at the bus station or something like that. <laughs> yeah. He drinks a lot. He might be anyway. That's true. I mean, and there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that per se. I mean, that's a lifestyle choice. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't, I, I went to a state school. Yeah, and I went to a state school, so that's not unfamiliar for me. When you got to make tuition, oh, yeah. you, know, you, get, you get a chaff stick and a bottle of Thunderbird, and you go to town. So. <laughs> but well, what are we talking about again? No, just riff, man. Riff. <laughs> yeah, I know I was riffing, but yeah, I, <laughs> this... I think that they should get paid for the if, for their own image. They should get a cut of it, and I want the NCAA blown up. That's my basic argument. So, what I want... it's right or wrong, I'll let the courts judge. What I want I is want for this anarchy, and I want it now. <laughs> what I want is for this episode to be called "Some Chapstick and a Bottle of Thunderbird." Well, that's fine. Um, uh, noting it. By the way, I think this is our college football preview for the podcast too. There we go. Yeah, I was going to ask Joe Christensen if he wanted to come on here. Actually, <laughs> so. we should get Joe Christensen. I, he might, well, and Rance is editor, so you know he might be able to do it. Cause, you know. Yep. Who's going to say no? Rand's been out exactly. here. He doesn't have a leg to stand on. Yeah, he's terrible. So, I mean, no, he's a bad person. So, I mean, I think... Oh, I, I dislike him strongly. So, yeah. But we should... Have, yeah, I mean, I'm, I can ask him. I mean, we've met twice now, so that... So you're basically best right. friends. Pretty oh much, God, yeah. real life friends? Yeah, I've met him twice. That's all it takes wow, us to. He's very charismatic. I, I, I am pretty. I'm pretty well, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm charismatic so much as I'm funny when I'm drunk. That's, so that's, <laughs> that's a big part of charisma. That is, that is the sum total of my charisma. It's why Clarence <laughs> is the is. mayor of Cannon Falls. <laughs> pretty much. He's, he's the Chamber of Commerce of Cannon Falls. He absolutely is. How's the Dakota County Fair been, Clarence? Don't make any jokes about that. I think that lady is still like an intensive care jerk face. Which lady? Yeah, John. Some Why are you out of there? Okay, I I legitimately don't have any idea what you guys are talking about here. A bull got loose at the county fair because some fuckers were riding ATVs around it and scared it, and it ran over. <laughs> <and> it- <laughs> oh god, yeah. 
ran over a bunch <laughs> of fucking God. people, and one lady almost died. A bull yeah, ran over him, or an ATV ran over him? This it happened. A in bull real ran life. over him. That's awful. But what yeah. happened was we the know. bull was the bull was, was out before the ATV. Married to Uncle Randy. <laughs> the bull was out before the ATVs rode by. The rodeo was claiming that they had it under control until the ATVs came over, the sheriff ATVs, and they scared it away. They were they had it under control and were going to get it back in the pen, but it's the sheriffs that effed up. Oh, the old That's CYA, the huh? That's exactly right. So we'll see how it all plays out. Yeah. That's oh. it. Fair's not going very well, John. There's a lady in the hospital. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. at most county so, fairs, somebody ends up in the hospital, but it's from drinking, not from a bull running them over. Most, so well, this is a down week for Dakota County and an up week for Ham Lake, right? Yeah. The guy won the lottery. Big, yeah. Good yep. week for big, Ham Lake. Lake of Ham. Is this dude going to do something fun with it? Have you heard any stories? I just saw the headline. Is he like... He's buying like an Acura or something like that. <laughs> oh, he's going to fuck... He's going to buy... He's buying like a $30,000 Acura. The stupid nouveau riche people in Ham Lake. When is the last time... Get some money, suddenly it's all Acuras. Acura. Yeah. <laughs> Has anybody fun ever won the lottery? Like a, like a fun person who's like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to follow around Springsteen. <laughs> I don't know it's always old, an old couple, and I, yeah, I feel like it's usually like a group of seventeen lunch ladies. Yep, that's usually it. God, that sucks, man. You would follow I around Springsteen be... if you won the lottery? Oh, I wouldn't. I don't know what I would probably. I don't know. Start some bullshit company. I'd drive into the ground and <laughs> go see all the ba- baseball stadiums around the country. <laughs> Is it sad that that was the first thing I thought of too? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go see a bunch of baseball stadiums. Yeah. Living well, out. It's just an excuse to go see the country. I mean, it makes so much sense. You know what I mean? I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see the country. I just want to see the inside of baseball stadiums. I'd probably start my own church. The church is too. <laughs> well, you can't tax it. So I mean, yeah. I, I, I earned this money fair and square by picking random numbers. So Uncle Sam ain't gonna take any more from me than he's already got. So I'm sure. I'm starting a church. I'm just going to follow L. Ron Hubbard's lessons. I'm, I'm following L. Ron Hubbard's lessons to the T. Just make it as make it as ridiculous and unbelievable as possible, and make people with money believe it. And you're going to be a you're going to be a true Scientologist. You just murder them. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you disagree? Oh, Not like yeah. all those lax liberal Scientologists out there. Oh, jeez, those are crazy people. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm on this. So. The true right. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm starting. I'm starting it when I when I win the lottery. I'm starting a church. So that sounds great. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, I think that's the end of the nobody fun winning a lottery streak. Yeah. That's oh yeah. Awesome. We, we, I think we'd be awesome. I mean, you you would want to be in our posse if we won the lottery. I think that's oh, oh, pretty our obvious. All equipment is going to be so great once one of us wins. Oh my god. <laughs> Just pristine sound for our bullshit. <laughs> I'm never doing this. You guys will never hear from me again if I win the lottery. I'm not even telling you what I do with the money. I'm fucking gone. Smell you fuckers <laughs> leave in that fucking compound. I am gone. Never. Oh, man. Fucking we have no mystery. idea how to get a hold of you. I don't know your real name. No. Like, oh, I had a friend. His name was Clarence Swamptown. No clue where he's You at. know, from Slapshot. Yeah, remember him? He was on a podcast. God. Yeah, not happening. For a lot. 
That's enough for the cops to go on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, unless anybody else anybody else has anything they want to mention, I guess we can wrap it up here. Since we're no, out, we're out of sports teams, the Wild haven't done anything lately. Oh, hey, so. no, I, actually, yeah, I saw. Uh, speaking of Scientology, the the wife from King of Queens just uh, filed a missing persons report with the uh, like LAPD. The wife of the uh, dude who runs remedy? Scientology, Lee Remini. She was a she was a Scientology big shot. What? And, like, really? she, and yeah, she was. And, she's and like she left. Now? No, no, she she left the fold about a month ago, and now she filed a missing persons report because apparently the what, Miskovich, or Miskavich is the guy, not Doug Minkavich for the... Tom Cruise's best friend. Yeah, Tom Cruise's best buddy runs the church. His wife hasn't been seen in public since 2006, which wow. is weird, right? That's weird, right? Yes. That's not weird. normal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so she filed a missing persons report, and uh, so yeah, that's I thought that was pretty cool. Because, I mean, shit. it's the it's the wife from King of Queens. I had no idea she was into that. She was in yeah. Saved by the Bell, too. Yeah, she was, yeah. She was in Saved by the Bell. I know. The summer years. For the summer Grossi. getaway. Yeah, when they went to the went to the beach house. Yeah. Stacey Grossi. You're right. Yeah, yep. she had the big old giant, big old giants. Huh. Yep, she had the same yeah. accent as she did in the King of Queens. Yeah, she had the big old giant titty. I'm <laughs> so yeah, weary. You know, getting tight. You know what I realized the other day? On the Queens, no, Queensboro Bridge tonight. <laughs> all, all I want to do is <laughs> don't do, do the drive road. Going home to you. Uh, Baby, all my life I will be driving home to you. To you. Harmonizing. Killed it. Um, do you know who else is a Scientologist? Beck. No, he's what? not. Isn't that, isn't that sad? That's Back not true. Look it up. That's not that even is, a yeah, sort of fact. It, it, that's it, an actual. It's for real. It is yeah. a thing that is real and happened. Yes. It's sad, huh? It ain't. It ain't right. You know who looks like Beck? I am like the point of view of people who, and it makes so much sense. Like we laugh at Scientology so much because just of when you hear about the principles of it all. But if you think about it, like every other religion is probably just as crazy. You know. You, but, from the outside, everyone else sounds nuts too. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But, my God, every single feature about Scientology is the funniest thing in the world oh, to read. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it's just okay. insane. Oh, Again, L. Ron Hubbard was a genius. There's, just, there, there's no getting around it. He was a genius because he was, got him to swallow this stuff with line and sinker. It's well, amazing. I was reading this thing where it was like, if you go there and you talk about some, it's like a... Um, uh, psychologist sort of thing where you talk about your certain personality faults or whatever and then you just have to go to a class about how to make that personality fault into like a, some sort of strength. That's why they all end up acting like robots, right? So yeah. if you're like Clarence and you like hate everybody Perfect. You, know, oh, okay. and you hate everybody and are distrustful of most of everything mm-hmm. instead of just going hey, you know what? Fuck it. I'm Clarence Swamptown this is how I roll, bitches. You yep. have to. He, he would like go sit into a class. Yeah, exactly, like you do now, which is awful. I hate it. Um, yeah. You have to. Fair go enough. <laughs> yeah. You too. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. You would go to a class for like a couple weeks or whatever, and just like get your brain not washed, but some sort of similarity where it's like, 
you have to think this way and talk this way and act this way. And all of a sudden, we would be like, hey, what's up, Clarence? Like, oh, I really enjoy the light rail, and French people are fine because they're different. I like everything. See, that doesn't, it's tough because so the, the personality trait I got is not trusting that person that's trying to brainwash. So how would they get past that barrier that yeah. I've built up over years? you got to really be interested in, well, you're not, a religious type then. You had to really be interested in that like faith portion of like once I come into the fold, I'll have some sort of eternal happiness or some bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> but they, huh. but instead of like faith, they just like take you to science classes about your personality. I hate That's why you all turn class. robotic. Yeah. Not interested in that. No, you shouldn't be. It also will cost you like $100,000 to join. And Yeah, I'm out. Yep. You just <laughs> talked me out of it. Right the there. End. Even if I were in, I'm out, because what the fuck am I going to do? Uh, now I don't have a house to live in. I just had to sell it. I think it would be the huh. greatest ever if we got enough sportive uh, sponsorship money to make you go join Scientology. We'd somehow get like $500,000. Road trip. Give it all the clearance yeah. to go join Scientology. Uh, you'd read about it in the newspaper. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> Somebody would, would be dead. I don't know who. Wouldn't end well. Yeah. There would definitely be deaths. Weren't we going to use the sponsorship budget to send Stu to a Kenny Chesney concert or something like that? that was I think we idea. just want to send yeah. Stu to that places that he doesn't like and make him live tweet it. Oh, that's yeah. our whole goal. I think we may that have enough sponsorship money to send Stu to a Kenny Chesney concert at this point. All right. Sport a field trip. Yeah. Let's do this. He's not touring anymore, though. I think he's taken like a year off, year, year or 18 well, months off. Stu, by any Chesney, we mean anybody that sings country music at a concert. They all have... Blake they Shelton's all, coming? Oh, they all oh, sing Blake Shelton's coming to, songs. Stu, did you know that? Blake Shelton's coming to town. You can go see him. Uh, yeah, back, I, 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 I have family in Hector. You know, I know that. So uh, Maybe Brad Paisley? I don't know. So we're sending well, Stu to the Blake terrible. Shelton show? Is Brad Paisley terrible? He's the one who did that that weird song with LL Cool J about you know oh how racism was done I, forever about, yeah I I I don't know yeah he's basically like sorry he's racist but it kind of just comes with the territory so that sort of thing and then LL Cool J did a rap over it and said watch NCIS or something like that it was it was not it was a bad idea from start to execution to finish. And somehow it's worse than we're describing it. Yeah, it's really bad. It's, <laughs> it's not good. It's, oh it's actually terrible. So. By the way, okay, well, there in the moonlight with your sleepy <laughs> eyes we <laughs> know me walking out that door. Okay, hold on. <laughs> do, I think do, do, do. Yeah, is it, uh, it's a single night? Is it like Lovers forever. That's it. That's it. Space. Space. That's a good song. Something to raise. Something to raise. Glass and some balls at the bottom, and then the shaft. 
Once again, I'd like to congratulate anybody who has not turned off their iPod or music playing device and has made it to this portion the of the most podcast. Alienating humans on the planet. <laughs> I can't imagine why anyone oh, would wait listen a minute. to this. A few people seem to like our podcast. Fuck that. All right, here we go. We're gonna get this down to zero downloads. No way is this going to keep happening. By episode 100, it's going to be nothing but singing over the internet with each other, and no one will ever listen. Uh, oh, awful. Well, I'm proud of us. Well, you know what? I you have fun. You guys fun. make me laugh. You guys make me laugh. And it'll be the four of us singing and giggling the whole time. All right. Well, well this has been another great episode. We made it to 25. Really That's a quarter happened. century. Okay. So, we doubted us. <laughs> Thanks again. Uh, who was it? Josh Fiedler? Was that yes, the name of the dude? Yes, Josh Fiedler at yep. CD12 yep. Josh. That's CD12 Josh. CD12 Josh. Throw on, him a follow, guys. On Twitter. So follow him. Everybody who listens, well, we just said that He's nobody's listening anymore. out of a potato gun. Yep. Congratulations, Josh. I, I, he was on Twitter. He said he's getting married. So that's, no, that's is he? pretty Congratulations, cool. Congratulations, Josh. Good for him. Hey, yeah. Josh, if you're still listening, ask us a few questions about getting married or the wedding process, and we'll answer them next time. Yeah. That's a pretty yeah. rough conversation. Yep, it is. Episode 26 will be the wedding episode. stories, uh, you let us know because we've got them. And we'll get, we'll oh, get yeah. Parker Hageman back on because he's getting married too. Oh, oh yeah, we're going to be there for it, right? Yeah, I think we're all invited. We're all invited. We better be. It's, yeah, it's, it's in like the Caribbean, right? Yeah, I assume our or, invitations are in the mail. The Caribbean of America, yeah. Florida. It's one of them de- some destination weddings, I think. So, yep. yeah. Can't wait. Nice. It'll be fun. Get my get cocoa skin. Sure. Um, cocoa tan, whatever. Oh, that made a little more sense. Cocoa tan, sorry. Cocoa skin. Cocoa skin, cocoa tan. Cocoa skin. Gotta love that cocoa skin. All right, thanks for listening, and we'll be back whenever we're back. Yep. Fuck off, all you. you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 